Hello, Speech with Rach family. I hope you are having a wonderful start to your week so far. If you have not seen yet round two of my course, the Empowered SLP has officially opened registration on my website, speechwithreach.com. You can also get to it through my link tree on my Instagram or just by shooting me a DM. Make sure that you sign up because the early bird price is only lasting until Thursday. It is only lasting until Thursday and then it's going to go up in price. So make sure you jump on that. So for today's topic, I wanted to kind of shift gears into a topic that many of you have resonated with. Um, And that is the topic of eating disorders. Now, I want to just put a trigger warning in here to say that in this episode, I'm going to be talking about my struggles with various eating disorders in the past. And I know sometimes it can be hard to listen to that if you are currently struggling or have struggled. So I just want to put this trigger warning that during this podcast, I will be discussing some of my battles with eating disorders and food and such. So please just be aware of that. So to really make this episode as authentic as possible, I pulled out my old diaries from when I was really struggling. And I have always written in journals and diaries my whole life. And I love looking back on them because it just shows me how much I've grown things that I'm still struggling with, any progress that I've made, trusting my intuition and such. And so with my eating disorder, I very clearly lined that out in my diary. So let me first start by giving you a little spiel about myself with and my relationship with food in general. So growing up, I was a very thin child. Um, my mom is short with a very small stature, and growing up, I was the same. I never thought about food when I was a baby, when I was in grade school. It was just fuel for me. I kind of remember eating whatever I wanted and still remaining thin. And I was very thin, like almost too thin in middle school to a point that it looked concerning. But I truly was healthy. I was just listening to my body and I wasn't gaining weight. I was able to go over to friends' houses after school and eat a whole box of Pop-Tarts, a whole box of Oreos, you know, a can of soda, whatever I wanted, and I would be totally fine. The next day, I would feel fine. I wouldn't have gained any weight, and everything would be okay. But then in high school, I started to see that change. So... As every teenage girl did, I lived by the scale. I remember one day I stood on the scale and it said 114 pounds. And I had never been that much before. In my eyes, it was a lot. And I was devastated. I thought that I was ugly, I was overweight, and I was out of control. And when I started paying attention to the number on the scale... My whole life shifted for the worse, really. So in high school, I just didn't have the best relationship with food. When I was leaving high school, I started to look at food as 
kind of evil, something that I needed to keep going, but that I didn't want to enjoy because I wanted to stay thin and healthy and such. And you guys know, as speech therapists, we are very type A. We like to have our life planned out. We like to be in control of things. And in every possible facet of my life, I was in control, right? I was taking control of my future, taking control of my role as an older sister. My parents were in the middle of a divorce. I was trying to control my emotions and my regulation and be there for my family. So every area of my life, I was controlling, 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 controlling. And then food was the one thing that started to control me. And when I got to college my freshman year, that is when my eating disorders really kicked up into high gear. So I have my journal in front of me. And in my journal, I would write down what I would eat every single day. And let me just show you an example of a meal. So this was on January 1st in 2014. And this is what I wrote. For breakfast, I had two eggs, a fourth cup of mushrooms, a fourth cup of spinach, a sixth cup of onions, three tablespoons of coffee cream and water. For my second meal, I had peanut butter. For my third meal, I had a chicken breast and a cup of broccoli. And my fourth meal was a banana. And I wrote down every single day how many protein I was eating, how many calories, how much fat, and how many carbs. And then every day... (laughs) It would never be the best day that I want it to be. I always would be eating too many of something. Too many carbs, too many this, too many that. And so I started to realize that I had a really unhealthy relationship with food. And I started to, as you see, starve myself. During the day, I was very, very careful about what I ate. I refused, refused to touch pasta, pizza, anything that had a carb in it. I lived by meats, by cheeses. I tried to live by the Atkins diet. And it was starting to work where I was losing weight. And then I started binging. So for those of you who don't know, binge eating disorder is, I think, one of the worst eating disorders because unlike bulimia, when you binge, you don't purge after. So instead of consuming thousands and thousands of calories and then throwing it up to stay thin. You just consume thousands and thousands of calories and feel sick afterwards. And that's what I started to do. During the day, I'd starve myself. And during the night, I would be so hungry. My body, my animal instincts would take over. I'd feel lightheaded and exhausted and angry and I would binge. I would eat a whole huge bag of M&M's, like a family-sized bag. I would eat a carton of ice cream. I would eat a whole box of cereal. I would eat until the point that I couldn't stop. I would be stuffing my face, sitting there, crying, stuffing my face, but I couldn't get myself to stop because all day, all day, I was trying to be there for everyone else. I was restricting, restricting, restricting everything in my life. And then at night, 
I was just letting go. Finally, I was just letting go and letting something else take hold. And my relationship with food went on like this until my senior year of college. So all four years of college, I had a diary where I wrote down every day what I ate. I always, always gave myself critical feedback and I was never happy with whatever progress I was making. And it really started to just affect my overall mood. I wasn't a happy person. When you're not confident about your body, about your mannerisms, your habits, your morals, your beliefs, you don't want to do things. I didn't want to be around my friends. I didn't want to date. I didn't want to go out. I was disgusting. I thought I was disgusting. I talked to myself as though I was disgusting. I remember looking in the mirror being like, you're gross. I can't believe you let yourself gain all this weight. I started college at 116 pounds. And on graduation day, I was 147. (laughs) And listen, I know that it's all relative. And so that number for some people might be low or it might be high. But for me to gain 40 pounds, about 40 pounds in like four years, that was a lot. And my body, my stature wasn't used to that. And it wasn't until I saw a therapist and I was diagnosed with an eating disorder that I finally started to see changes in my life. And you guys, I tried everything. I went to support groups. I read books. I listened to podcasts. I threw my scale out. I wrote down my food. I bought whatever I want. I tried everything under the sun. But my mind kept coming back to that control and that number on the scale not being where I wanted it to be. And then senior year, I went to a therapist and she was like, you know, you definitely have an eating disorder and you're also depressed. And so she referred me to a psychiatrist and I was diagnosed with depression. And I started taking medication right as I was beginning grad school. And kind of magically, the weight just started to fall off. When I was in grad school, I didn't own a scale. And I noticed that I wasn't thinking about food like I was in college. I was so enthralled and so engaged with my purpose and my growth and education that I wasn't thinking as much about all those foods. I wasn't buying things that I would binge on. And with my depression medication, I was just feeling more energized and more like, you know, a part of society, an actual human being that could do things and could function. And when I stopped obsessing, When I stopped writing things down, when I stopped tracking, stopped weighing, stopped looking, that's when the weight fell off. I just started being. I just started living. I remember saying, if I want to eat this ice cream, I'm going to eat this ice cream. And then my body stopped itself. If I want to eat this broccoli, I'm going to eat this broccoli. And I'm going to stop and listen to my body. When I put those rules and restrictions on my life, that's when my eating disorder got worse. And now I'm not saying that there's one right way to get out of an eating disorder or to conquer it because it's a lifelong struggle. 
even now, it is something I struggle with every day where I listen to my body to eat. I purposely don't do fast and things like that because I know that those restrictive types of behaviors will start to bring back some of my fears and my worries around food. So I'm very cautious and I'm very open with allowing myself to eat when I'm hungry and to stop when I'm full. And then the other biggest thing that I changed was the way that I talked to myself. When I was struggling with my eating disorder, I looked in the mirror and I would tell myself, you're disgusting. How did you get here? You're never going to be skinny again. And I would focus on all the things I didn't like about myself. And now I've learned through years of practice with affirmations and mirror work and the positivity and strength of language is I've learned that even on those days where I don't feel beautiful, I tell myself that I'm beautiful. I look in the mirror and I tell myself that I'm proud of myself. That not every day is going to be great and that's okay. And that life is a journey. And in those moments where I feel like I'm losing control, I stop, I take a breath, and I reevaluate. And my eating disorders will always live with me. My anorexia, my binge eating disorder. So I get it. And I know also what it's like when you feel like you're not being seen or heard. I was never incredibly overweight to the point where it was concerning about my health, but I noticed that I was gaining weight. And it was frustrating to hear my family and friends say, oh my gosh, you're so tiny, stop. You can't complain, stop. And minimizing my problems. I think the worst thing you can do when someone is upset is invalidate their feelings. All I wanted to hear was my family and friends to say, God, that sucks, Rachel. How can we support you? Not, oh, you're not that fat. You're not really, you're not really depressed. You're not really anorexic. You don't really have binge eating disorder. But I did. So you can't compare, you guys, and you can't let other people minimize how you're feeling. Feelings are not right and wrong. They just are. And so if you feel like you're struggling with your relationship with food, it's okay. I encourage you to seek help. Reach out to a therapist if you can. Look into podcasts and books. Nowadays with the internet, there's so many incredible resources that I didn't have in that day and age a few years ago where I think maybe some podcast or some videos would really help me get through my eating disorder a little bit more than it did. And I also want you all to know that I'm here for you. My DMs are an open door for you to reach out to because when I struggled with this phase of my life, I felt like I had no one. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know who could relate to me and I wish I had that. So I want to be that person for you. If you're struggling with your relationship with food in any way, know that your feelings are valid. Know that I see you and that it sucks. And know that it's going to get better. It's going to take time. It might take therapy. It might take medication. But it's going to get better. With that being said, I want to end in it with an affirmation today that I want you to say out loud with me. Okay? I don't care where you are. If you're in the car. 
if you're taking a walk, if you're sitting in the kitchen with your mother, you're going to say this out loud because you need to hear it and it rings true. Okay? Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am beautiful. I love myself. I love myself. And I am enough. I am enough. I am sending you guys so many positive vibes this week. Lots of love, big hug, and the universe is thinking about you. Just know that. I'll see you guys next time. Until then. Bye.